This is the American Real Estate Show, and I'm your host, Tristan Almada. This show is an experience that happens typically through YouTube and plays into Facebook. Now it's a podcast. So this is where you're going to learn what the latest news is about real estate so you stay informed and you can make better decisions because at the end of the day, I mean, the American dream is still alive. Let's go. Hate me on this one. I got a lot of hate on the other one, and I also got a lot of love. But here's the thing. I keep on hearing garbage coming out of some people's mouths and garbage being typed up on social and on the news. So, again, this is just my opinion. I'm a real estate agent out of California, almost 20 years, and I fluctuate between top 1%, top 2% in the world. I also run a few different companies, all successful businesses and consulting and tech and media. Anyways, let's get right into this one. Today, I've got this great article for you, and it's from somebody you may not know, but they predicted the 2008 housing bubble. And it's by Fortune Magazine. I'm going to share the article with you, and I'm going to dive into it. I've actually highlighted it, and you're going to love this one, or you're going to hate it and not agree with me. But let me tell you one thing here. There is no housing bubble. So stop spreading that shit everywhere. And if you don't agree with me, that's okay. Just put it in the comments below. Subscribe. I always love to hear what you've got. Even if I think you're wrong, I still like to read it. And let me show you this. Here we go. This is not the 2008 housing bubble all over again. But a little known metric can tell us when the next crash is coming. All right. That already got my attention from the very first time I read it. And this article is by Sean Tully. It's by Fortune, Fortune Magazine. Let me see if I can shrink my other screen so I can show you which one it is. I'm going to put the link up as well so you can have it. This way you can read it along with me. Now, it does require you to have a subscription to Fortune. So let me see if I can pop this one up so you can see this one with me. That's, that's the article right there. And Sean Tully's been writing for years, and you can go into who he is, but he's got a lot of experience in all types of financial uh, aspects. So let's go into the article that I have, though, because that's the one I want to read for you. Let's keep on reading here. I'm going to go to the highlighted areas. Now, Ed Pinto's name's going to come up a lot because he does quote him. He's the former chief credit officer at Fannie Mae and the director of American Enterprise Institute's Housing Center. So remember Pinto's name because it comes up. So as we scroll down, he says, believe me, I'm always reluctant to say this time it's different when traditionally reliable metrics point to a fall. It usually happens. Today, the measures I use to predict the last crash, yes, this guy predicted it, Sean Tully. He predicted the last crash. He goes, seem to be approaching similarly inflated levels right now. So it's concerning. The phenomenon that triggered the Dallas Fed's red alert. And if you've been reading, <clears throat> it's very similar in the news. But he says, believe it or not, I first claimed the danger ahead in 2002. That was way before because it happened when, 2007, 2008. And it was in a Fortune, <coughs> again, Fortune magazine article. It's called, Is This House Worth $1.2 You guys can go find that on Google. It's there. By the way, he says, I had also called the NASDAQ bubble two years earlier. So this guy's, let me stop sharing really quick. 
this guy's on a trend. Like this guy understands the world that we're in. So it's not just some random guy writing a piece that says, hey, uh, this guy does his research. He fully understands the world that he lives in. And this is why he's employed by many different people and sought after for his financial news. So I'm going to keep on reading here. So you don't have to take my word for it because I, I love going back and forth with people that disagree with me. Is a housing boom over? Right. That's another article that he wrote in 2004, pre-2007, 2008. So now you go into it and he describes all of the things that he was looking for. And then he says, in the story, I presented strong evidence. Now, what is this evidence? The extraordinary disconnect between home prices and rent. And we're going to go into this because that is what I want you to take a look at. There is a connection between home prices and rent that can indicate if there's a disconnect for a fall. And that to me was beautiful because the more I read into it, the more it makes a lot of sense. This is why I'm going to link the article in here so you can read it. Now, where are housing prices headed? Rents are key metric to watch. All right. He says, the overriding force governing home prices is rents. People won't pay. This is the reasoning. People won't pay much more per month to buy a house as to lease one, lease one that's extremely similar or to rent nearby apartment offering the same space. That makes sense, right? It's logical. So here it is here. Hence, home prices make sense so long as they reflect the future trend in rents. Do you understand that? So for those of you that are disagreeing with me in the current market that we're in, there is no housing bubble. You can disagree with me all you want. This is my opinion. I want to know why you disagree, especially after you read this article. So let's keep going. In markets boasting potent job and population growth and a little new construction, think San Francisco or San Jose, rents tend to rise fast. Same is true in markets such as Jacksonville and Charlotte that attract lots of newcomers, but though building is active, new construction doesn't match the hunger for housing. Do you catch that? Right In those metros, the ratios, this is what he's going to use. So remember this one. The ratio of prices to rents, he'll call P over R, tends to be much higher than the average. Now, he also says it's like P over E for growth stocks exceeding S&P North. Now, let's keep on reading because it gets even better. The problem comes when prices get out of line with rents, jumping so high that families can lease similar properties at monthly payments, much lower than what they shoulder as owners, which we went over ahead. This, this article is like 10 pages long. He already went over this, but let's go in it more because he also brings in a Yale economist, Robert Schiller, who's also very famous in this world. Look him up. He puts it, puts it prices to rents. They behave like this, behave much like the price over earnings ratios for stocks. He added that both are mean reverting. Prices may from time to time jump way ahead of rents, but then the reverse happens. Prices slow or drop and rents catch up, restoring the usual relationships between the two. All right, so now let's keep scrolling. Today looks a lot like 2007, but don't be fooled. Did you catch that? Don't be fooled. So stop talking all this crap about a housing market. Because then he goes into why. Here we go. You ready? So why might it be different this time? 
Put simply, the basics of supply and demand. And I know a lot of you have heard about supply and demand, but you just don't understand it. So why don't you Google it and dive into that too. Supply and demand are lifting rents and prices in tandem in many hot markets. In the bubble, speculation powered the market. That's what powered the market, speculation, right? Buying should remain strong for two reasons, and he gives them to you. First, although 30-year home loan rates have risen from 3.5 at the start of the year, and this was written April 12th, so it's just about a week ago or so. It's in the fives. It's in the high fives now. Borrowers are still getting a great deal. Why? Because the economy is expanding. Look at the second work from home economy is allowing people who've been stuck in those suburbs because they work there to relocate to other places. Now, look, by making the move, they can trade a smaller ranch for a much bigger colonial or ranch and still pocket hundreds of thousands of cash. Why? Because that's how the market works right now. A lot of these people are sitting on massive amounts of equity. It's not like before. And I've been over this in my previous videos. Now, owning a house has traditionally proved one of the best hedges in periods of rampant inflation. And what are we in right now? What are we in? Inflation, right? It was up to 8.5. And they're hope the Fed is hoping that by raising the rates, they can lower this. And hopefully by the end of the year, we'll be at around 5 to 5.5 in inflation. But that's the hope. But even then, right, we go back to this. And these, these are economic basics. Owning a house has traditionally proved one of the best hedges in periods of rampant inflation. So you're saying, well, Tristan, why the hell would I buy a home right now if interest rates are going up? Well, guess what? Prices are still going to go up. And as they go up, do you want your money in the bank? Do you want your money in the bank where it's not growing? Because of inflation, it's losing value. Or do you want to put it into real estate where everybody sees that it's still going to continue to grow? Why? Because there's a massive amount of demand. That's why. I mean, that's one of the reasons. Let's keep on reading here. And then, then I'll wrap it up because I'm almost at the end here. This is the longer one. But I need, the, I need you to read this one because this one even makes more sense. <clears throat> All told, Pinto and Peter who we just went over. Pinto and Peter forecast the prices will rise 17% for all of 2022 and gain another 11 to 12% next year. I think that's a little high, but that's assuming mortgage rates don't see a gigantic increase. And he goes into what that means at the end here. But as long as they don't massively jump up, rents, they predict, will wax around the same pace as prices in strong markets. Here's the rub. Many of the metros or prices outstripped rents won't get the rental growth necessary to keep appreciating. We're talking about a pretty healthy market overall, but we'll see a pattern of winners and losers. In conclusion, this veteran student of bubbles, yes, this guy, Sean Tully, now sees a house on solid ground in foundation intact. I hope you can understand that. The problem for America is that the symbolic dwelling is a lot more expensive than a few years ago. He's just saying, guess what? Stuff just got more expensive. Remember milk? Well, it's worth more than the 1960s. Cars, they're worth more. Part of that is inflation. So guess what's happening now? 
That's great for the folks who've owned for a while, but eventually their gain will be a loss for the youthful buyers who won't be able to afford the American dream. I'm going to put this article in here on YouTube. Subscribe, and then you can write all your comments down. Remember, this is my opinion and Chantali's opinion and a whole bunch of other amazing economists, by the way. So give me your comments because I learn from them. Sometimes some of you who disagree with me give me some amazing ideas. And I'm like, oh, that's, that's actually good, right? So I, I love that. And the other part to this is if rates go past like seven and a half, eight percent, nine percent mortgage rates, then at that point, we're in a whole different world, right? We're in a touch and go thing here. If rates remain where they're at under seven, yes, we're going to continue to be good. But once they hit up in that new stratosphere, then we may have some problems. So look, stay tuned. I'll keep on bringing you all this stuff. I'm always doing the research. Right? This way, you're not just saying, oh, well, Tishan, this is just your opinion. No, it's not. So subscribe, share it. I love your comments. Tell me all about it. I'll see you tomorrow.